If you've listened to the program for any extensive time frame, you've heard me hit on the Majeska, an old-fashioned candy which has certainly not, and probably will not, go out of style. It's a caramel-coated classic that has spanned generations. Well, four generations to be exact, in terms of Bowers Candy Company, who has proudly produced the Majeska since 1889. And today we will spend the vast majority of the hour with their fourth generation owner, Miss Anna Bauer, who will cover the rich history of this rich sensation, the many varieties in which it is sold, and if you're not big on the marshmallow center which comes in the Majeska, you're in luck because they also produce a full line of caramels without the marshmallow center. So, if your sweet tooth is not talking to you by the end of this episode, you clearly don't have a sweet tooth. So, get ready for a Sugared Up Season 2 Episode 8 of Blabbing in the Bluegrass starting right now. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From London to Paris to Cairo to Geneva to Cuba, nobody covers all of the Commonwealth's international locations like blabbing in the bluegrass, exploration and celebration of all things Kentucky. Sam Moore coming to you from a much warmer, at last, North Quail Motel in beautiful Henderson, KY. Super, super glad you're here, especially if you're looking to add a little sweetness to your life. And perhaps you're new to the program and you haven't heard me mention Majeskas in any of the previous episodes. Well, welcome aboard first off, and I hope that you stick around with me for a long time because we both have a lot to learn, and we're going to learn about the Majeskas today. And believe you me, you will not be disappointed. This marshmallow center covered in caramel is just second to none, and that's just the original Majeska. There are plenty of other varieties and caramels produced by Bowers Candy Company in Anderson County, Kentucky, Lawrenceburg to be specific, and their fourth generation owner, Anna Bauer, will tell us all about them today. And folks, you're in for a real treat because Anna has made appearances on QVC, the Food Network, several local television stations across Kentucky, and we were fortunate enough for her to take time out of her famous schedule to join us today. And she's quite informative and entertaining, as you will soon hear. And I know she's chomping at the bit to uh, enlighten us on the Majeskas and the history of her company and all that they provide, and it's well worth a listen. We will get to her momentarily, but in the meantime, I do want to remind you... Questions and comments always welcome. Suggestions for future guests, future topics, future avenues for the program. Bluegrassblabbit at gmail.com is my email address. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. You can also visit the Blabbit in the Bluegrass Facebook page. Catch up on previous episodes. Stay in tune with additional information as it is presented. And of course, leave comments, send messages. I love corresponding with you that way as well. So just make sure I hear from you. Let me know what's on your mind here on Blabbit in the Bluegrass. And we also have, as always, another Bluegrass Brain Buster hot off the press and ready for you, and we're going to let you stew on this while we listen to Anna Bauer and get hungry for some Majeskas, and we will have the answer at the conclusion of this week's show. So this week we're dealing with trees. As spring is just about in the air, warmer temperatures, I would like to think they're here permanently. I can't prove it yet, but 
Spring is at the doorstep nonetheless. So we're talking state trees. And as a lot of you probably know, Kentucky's current state tree is the tulip poplar. But it has not always been the tulip poplar. I want you to name Kentucky's original state tree. This became the tulip poplar in 1976. Prior to 1976, we had a different state tree. What was it? So, sit in the shade if it happens to be warm enough where you are, and uh, at least get a glimpse of a tree, and maybe that'll trigger a good thought. And we will have the answer for you upon conclusion of this upcoming interview with Anna Bauer from the Bauer's Candy Company. Good luck. And now, Blabbit in the Bluegrass brings you a local business landmark. Well, I know you've heard me talk about those magnificent Majescas. They melt in your mouth. And if you're new to the program, you're going to hear about them now. Here today in our local business landmark, we are featuring the ultimate Majesca authority, at least in my, my book. It's a, a Lawrenceburg institution that's been there for many, many years. And here with us today to tell us all about the Majescas and everything else that they specialize in, it's the fourth generation owner of Bowers Candy Company. Let's hear it for Miss Anna Bauer. Yay, thank you, Sam. I'm so happy to be a part of this today. Anna, you've done QVC and you've been featured on several other local television stations. And I know blabbing in the bluegrass isn't nearly that exciting, but we're glad you're here anyway. Well, so. you know, I, I love to reach out and talk to anybody about the candy company and about the, the wonderful Majescas that we make. So I'm just um, honored to have the privilege to be on the show today. You know, I first heard about the Majescas from uh, an interview that I did a few weeks ago. I think it was episode four of season two with uh, Ann Wingrove of Completely Kentucky. And y'all know each yes. other pretty well, don't you? Yes, I, I know Ann very well. We've uh, we've been working together. You know, she carries the Majescas in her shop. Plus, our children were kind of raised about the same ages. And so we saw each other softball fields and soccer fields for many, many years. Now, Bowers Candy is the proud producer of those marvelous Majescas, which your great-grandfather began concocting back in 1889. So why don't, you, why don't you describe to us how the company has grown and evolved over the past century plus? Sure, I would love to. And if I get a little bit long-winded, which I can do when I speak about this family business, because I oh, love it no so much. Worries. Just, <laughs> we, we just tell me to rein it in. <laughs> we welcome long-windedness. I'm glad in the bluegrass. <laughs> so back in 1889, this company started with my great-grandfather and has since been through many transitions. It's gone, of course, from my great-grandfather to my grandfather to my father and now to me, which I am the only female to run the company so yeah, far. Exactly. We'll get to which, we'll talk more about that shortly. Yeah, which I'm so excited about that. But you know, the company has been through many, many changes during its 131 year, you know, history with being a large candy company in Louisville, Kentucky, making various types of candies, all the chocolates, hard candies, you name it. Back then, you know, we were making peanut brittle, taffies everything like that. And, you know, it went from one place, we were downtown Louisville, we moved out to the Highlands area in Louisville, Kentucky, where we continue to make all these wonderful candies with the Majesca, which was known in its early years as a caramel biscuit, right. um, was produced. And, you know, through its transitions, um, we've, my dad saw the tornado in 1974 come through, which destroyed our, our building. Oh, I heard about and that. Yes, it was, it was hit very, very hard. I was a very young girl at that time. And, but they rebuilt the candy store. And um, a few years later, my dad, who his full-time job was always a paramutual clerk working for all the racetracks here in Kentucky. Oh. So he would have to do candy on the side. And he just was growing a little bit tired and he was getting older. And he decided that he was going to shut down the business. And my mom and dad built a house in Mount Eden, Kentucky, and Mount decided Eden. Mount Eden, Kentucky, yes. So I moved there when I was a little girl, age 10, and 
they had so many customers that would write us and say, we need the Majesca. We're, you know, we're missing the Majescas and everything. So what they did was they took the basement of our house and turned a storage room into a, a, a kitchen area. And what was my pool table room, they turned into an office slash dipping. Lost the pool table room. I, I lost the pool table. It had to go. They said, sorry, Anna, but... And um, so they started making the Majesca in the basement of our home. And just for the people who sought them out. And um, I can remember being a young girl and, you know, should I ever find myself in mischief of any sort? Um, my punishment was always to stay home on Saturdays and wrap candy. So, oh. yes, that was always, you know, something that I had to do if I ever found myself in a little bit of trouble. Um, you know, the, the candy company went like that, and it kind of just started to grow a little bit. Um, and, of course, I grew up, and I, I went to school, went to University of Kentucky for a year, came home, decided that, um, you know, I wanted to take a break from college. And my dad, um, you know, he, he was still working, and he was still making candy. And I remember telling my mom, because I'd had my first son, Matt, and um, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. Right. And so I remember asking my mother, and I said, hey, do you think Dad would let me come on board, and I can come here every day and bring Matt? I said, I know I will probably have another child at some point. And, you know, I said, I can take over for him, and he doesn't have to do candy anymore. You know, he can go on about being retired and enjoying his farm. Sure. And of course, she was like, well, you're going to have to ask your dad that. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, know, I don't want to speak for my husband. <laughs> yeah, but you know, my dad was the biggest, gentlest little giant that there ever was, you know, and I can remember saying, you know, daddy, I said, I pitched that offer to him and he did his little Fred Bauer stance and put his hands on his hips and he said, absolutely not, Anna. <laughs> and I was like, but dad, this is going to be really, really good for me. And he said, you know, I want more for you than this. You know, I said, but dad, I said, this is going to be something that I will be able to continue the heritage of the Bowers, you know, the Bower name. I said, I will be able to be a stay at home mom because I will bring my children to work with me. Mm -hmm. And I said, this is going to be perfect. I said, you get your retirement and, you know, I get what I want to. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I started working for my parents and the business has since grown as my children have grown. Of course, they're now 33 and 30 years old. So I oh. started working with mom and dad when I was 30 or 33 years ago. <laughs> I'm 32. So I'm right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're right in the middle. And, um, you know, it, it grew with the children. And so now, you know, it's taken on just a whole different level after both of my parents had passed and I had to um, move out of the, the basement of their home because we had already outgrown it you sure. know, many times over, but we were just accommodating and making use of all the space that we could. Making it work. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to sink or swim and we decided to swim. Well, there you and go. We built, a, we built a facility in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, and we have been moving forward ever since. Now, as we mentioned, you are the first Bauer family daughter to assume ownership of Bauer's Candy. So uh, talk a little bit more about what inspired you to preserve this family business and continue the tradition of this Kentucky classic. Well, you know, like I mentioned before, the love of the, the candy store, because I remember growing up and being like in the chocolate room and seeing all of the special care and, and, you know, seeing those chocolates hand dipped and everything and just learning and, and seeing my dad hard at work, my mother hard at work, my older brothers and sisters always pitching in, you know, it, it instilled in me a great sense of the value of the family within mm -hmm. that company. And when they decided to shut down, you know, of course I was younger then and I didn't really think about it much. But as I grew up into a teenager and whatever, even, you know, I could look at that and say, you know, what's going to happen to this business? And that's when my passion 
to keep the heritage of Bowers Candies going, plus being able to also be a stay-at-home parent um, with my boys is what kind of drove me. And then once I started working and learning um, not only how to make the candy, because the Majeska is the signature piece, um, and you know the handcrafting of everything that went involved with that, it was just something that just lit a fire underneath of me. And I was like, you know, this is something that is gonna bring joy and happiness and comfort to a lot of people um, in, the, in the country. And I would get phone calls from, you know, a, a customer who had been buying Bowers Majesca since the early 20s. And, you okay. know, she, she ordered them every year. And I still get orders from her daughter, um, Sharon. <laughs> yes, because Mrs. Hurley has been gone for many years. But her daughter, Sharon, still continues to order her candies every year for everybody because it begins family traditions. And so hearing and connecting with my customers is something that is so, so special to me. Um, you know, I get, you know, people who call in during the Christmas season and before I, you know, I can hear their voice if they've been a long time customer. And I'm like, you know, Hey, Cindy, how's it been this year? And she's like, I cannot believe that you know who I am. I was like, sure. And I said, I can tell you what you ordered last year too. So, you know, it's that, it's that customer um, connection that we get. Yeah. Your customers a driver. family, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. So that's also been a driver for me. Sure. Absolutely. Not only is your business a tradition, but uh, a lot of families have made it a tradition to order Bowers candy every year. Yes. So. <laughs> exactly. I, I have a folder full of um, those repeat orders and I can send them to my customers and I said, tweak which, you know, names and addresses you want to change to, you know, and we'll take care of the rest for you. You don't have to worry about a thing. Um, a cute story. I had one gentleman who had ordered candy for several years and um, he was failing in health. He was about 90 years old. Oh, uh -huh. and, and I knew that that year was going to be his last year. And he even told me we chatted about it and his health. So the next, the next Christmas season, I received an order from his attorney. Oh yeah. And he had written a letter that, you know, we had, you know, we made it into a really nice Christmas letter and he wanted all of his friends and family to have one more order of Majesco's even though he was gone. Oh, that's awesome. I'm telling you, that was one of the sweetest moments. I read that and I, I took it out on the floor and I read it to my staff and uh, we were all in tears just because Gosh. it was so heartfelt. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a big heart he had. Yes, very, very big heart. And um, I'll just, I'll never forget that. It was so, so special. Gosh, so. that's awesome. That's, <laughs> that's a good customer right there. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, little did your great grandfather know that his caramel biscuits, now known okay. as Majeska's, would continue to sell like hotcakes 132 years after yes. he unveiled them in 1889. So why don't you walk us through, Anna, the process by which your caramel biscuits would eventually become known as Majeska's. All right, I would love to. So back in 1889, when Bowers Candies was formed and began, of course, making our caramel biscuits, right. there were other candy companies in Louisville that were making the same product, okay? and. Mm -hmm. So one night, one of those candy makers had gone to the Macaulay Theater in Louisville, Kentucky, and saw the play A Doll's House that was featuring Helena Majeska. Um, the, the story is that he just fell in love with her, thought she was magnificent. So he took a box of caramel biscuits back to her the next night and presented them and asked if he could call them Majeska in honor of her. Uh-huh of which he, you know, she apparently said yes. Sure. And his candy store burned down in 1947. And when it did, they decided as a family that they weren't going to rebuild their business. But since our caramel biscuits were as close to theirs, that they would like us at Bowers to rename our caramel biscuit the Majeska to keep that name going because it was so special. And so that's when we renamed our caramel biscuit in honor of Helena Majeska. 
and that's where their name came from. See, and how many how many actresses have candy named after them? So <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. So that's exactly right. Miss McJessica ought to be proud of that. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny that you know she does have um, a historic home in Orange County, California. Um, you know, that's where she made her home at when she was, you know, living here in the States. Oh, uh-huh. And the, the foundation, the Majeska Foundation still orders candy. They keep it in their home as, you know, view, you know people come and tour the, the mansion that the Majeskas are always there. Oh, that's neat. <laughs> what yeah, a cool that story. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, we've briefly discussed Majeskas in a couple of our previous shows, but for those who may be new to the program or who mm-hmm. not yet had the pleasure, why don't you give us a description of the Majeska? Okay. So the Majeska is a homemade caramel marshmallow. So what we do is since we've been at our Lawrenceburg location, we have begun making our own marshmallow centers as well. That was something that we had to purchase outside of our facility. Right. So back when my father was ill, I remember I uh, was facing a situation with not being able to get our marshmallows. And so he was like, well, you'll figure it out. I'm like, oh, thanks dad, you know. <laughs> so reassuring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so after he passed, I had a, a third generation candy maker um, from San Francisco call me. Um, his name is Lance. They work, you know, it's Gimble Brothers. And he said, you know, I know that you got a marshmallow problem. He goes, hop on a plane, come out here. I'm going to show you what you need. I'm going to give you our recipe. I said, okay. Hopped on a plane, went out there, huge candy factory. And I'm like, holy cow, what am I going to do? So I took their <laughs> recipe and I, you know, we brought it down to a 50 pound batch process. And I've had a lot of help getting machinery from some other candy makers here in the state, one of which being Don Hurt. Um, he used to, he's since passed, but he worked at Oak Kentucky Chocolates. He owned that. Oh, so gotcha. we began making our own marshmallow centers, which has made us totally self-sufficient. Plus we can keep the candy always as fresh as possible because we don't really stock candy. Um, we're fresh to order store. So you're not going to come in Bowers and see, you know, two, three months worth of candy sitting there waiting to be sold. Your candy's <laughs> being made as you're ordering your, your, you know, your Majeskas. There you go. So we can be assured so, that nothing bought from Bowers candy is going to be stale. <laughs> nope. It won't be stale. Usually we're, you know, several days behind and getting orders out. But um, so we take that marshmallow center, which is more, it's, it's not like your traditional marshmallows that you buy in the store. Um, so some people they're like, you know, I don't really care for marshmallows very much. I'm like, well, just try these because it's more of a cream center. Right. Um, it, it has to stay a little bit more dense to those marshmallows that you buy in the store because those will melt into, you know, when we dip them with our homemade caramel. Sure. So then, you know, we make our caramel and once that's done, then each marshmallow is hand dipped using old copper forks that we, you know, had this beautiful little, you know, long end copper forks with a little spoon looking thing at the bottom. And each Majeska is hand dipped, cooled, mm. hand packed, or hand wrapped, I should say, in an old fashioned wet wax, you know, white paper so that the caramel, should it be sticky at all, won't stick to that paper. Right. Um, then everything's hand packaged. So we are a completely labor loved company because everything is done by hand um which makes it pretty special you know and um makes it very special um so each piece like i say you know it's it's not machine made and and everything one fun fact about making marshmallows and caramel when you start the caramel process cooking your caramel starts off white because you've got a lot of sugars and heavy milks and creams and things Uh um so as it cooks you get this great rich creamy brown flavor of your Mm. caramel whereas when a marshmallow is cooked once the cooking process is done it is a pale brown colorish 
And then when you add the corn syrup and your egg whites and different things into it and you begin your whipping process, then it becomes this white fluffy marshmallow. So the caramel starts off white, turns brown. The marshmallow turns off or starts brown and turns white, which I think is kind of a cool <laughs> Just little the thing. Just the opposite. Yeah. Uh, the, the first day I made Majeska's, it was like a Lucille Ball moment for sure. I mean, oh. the marshmallows, I should say. It was a oh, definite Lucille Ball, you know, yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I can tell you've made a few of these. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but yes, folks, if you've never, if you've never had um, a Majeska, you owe it to yourself, even if you don't exactly crave marshmallows, that doesn't mean that you right. won't like these. <laughs> well, that, and that is true because I, I have had a lot of people that say, you know, don't care for them but they're like this is really good stuff plus we also which we might touch on you know we also don't put the marshmallow in them and we just make our straight caramels so there you go you know, so yeah yes. we'll talk about the caramels momentarily sure. but yes that is another option <laughs> yes. if uh, marshmallows just simply aren't your thing you can still enjoy bowers candy in the form of a caramel exactly so, well we'll talk about that shortly but uh, sure. anyway according to your website anna the Majeskas are made the old-fashioned way. So if you would, uh, why don't you give us an explanation of the old-fashioned way? Okay, so holding true to the, the recipe has never changed right. since 1889. Um, and we still use the same type of um, old-fashioned like gas cookers with the open flame copper kettle. Oh, uh -huh. uh, we just buy a newer version from the same company as we had. Um, so, you know, you've got these huge copper kettles where you, you put your ingredients in and it begins to stir the thing and you've got the flames coming up on the side of it. It's just so cool. It's so cool to watch the transformation, like I say, of the caramel reaching its great, smooth, creamy, you know, bold flavor. Um, and then, you know, to hand dip it each piece and to hand wrap it, you know, it just holds true to the gourmet artisan type confection. Sure. Um, it honors the past and we're taking it into the future. And, you know, it's a huge hit. And that's one reason that like, when I've been on the Food Network before, um, right. I've been on several times and that's one thing that, you know, really um, they were, fell in love with is the process that we did because you know we are a small family company however we can supply a huge demand for this one piece of candy um and that's one reason some people say you know why didn't you do some other things that y'all made and i'm like well because then i would really have to compete with a lot of like chocolatiers and things sure. like that and i said i'm going to stick to what i know and I just want to sell more of it. I want it to, you know, gain in popularity. Yeah, find so your lane and dominate that lane. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I don't want to get in somebody else's. Sure. You know, I just want to do what we do. So, and um, you know, I had um, Bobby and Jamie Dean in there one year, and I was just so I couldn't believe that Paula Dean's sons were in my building. But um, I remember, oh, that, um, yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, I remember when they came in, Jamie, Jamie was just like, oh, I've heard it. He goes, I know this place. And I said, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, you know, they've been on my kitchen table, mama's kitchen table a few times. I'm like, wow, that's pretty awesome. But they were fun, fun, fun to work with. And, and I remembered them watching that process and they were, you know, they were in love with it. But that's one of the, the charms about the candy is that it takes people back in time a little bit. You know. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It does take you back in time. And Paula was probably like, now y'all, you're I in know. the treat. <laughs> I know. I remember saying, you know, y'all need to get your mama to say something about Bowers candies. But yes, of course, indeed. you know, no. <laughs> That's it. it was just, it was just an honor to know that she had heard of and liked them. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I, I miss Paula's show on TV too. Sure. I do too. So. I do too. <laughs> Anyhow, but of course we can't go wrong with the original Majeska. However, 
Uh, Bowers Candy skillfully prepares other varieties of these tasty treats as well. So, Anna, why don't you take us through the assortment of Majeskas available for customers to choose from? Awesome. I sure would. So what we've done is for the chocolate lovers, because, you know, since we don't make chocolates, um, we decided, or I did, I was coming up with a recipe. Um, me and my staff got a great cook with, that worked at the shop. Um, we decided to try a dark chocolate Majesco. Uh -huh. And instead of like melting the chocolate and tempering it and then dipping the Majesca in it, which would limit your capacity to sell this product year round, uh, we took the 100% guitar dark chocolate and we infused it into the caramel. So it's just, you know, it melts into that caramel and then each piece is hand dipped, hand wrapped, hand packed, mm. which the, the dark chocolate and the, you know, the smoothness and the sweetness of the Majesca, I'm telling you, it's, it's a fantastic piece. It's very popular. I sell tons of the chocolate because, you know, there are dark chocolate lovers. And oh, yeah. so then, you know, then we're like, well, sea salt is a huge you know, a huge um, thing now. So we have our sea salt Majescos. Neat. And which they're fantastic. If you like the sweet, the salty, it's wonderful. Um, and we also have a new offering um, that's really became, you know, very, very popular. It's the maple brown sugar Majesco. Oh, I love it. It is really a fantastic piece. Um, I, Every day, you know, like the, the, we're making those, you just step out of the car and you're just like, oh, it's breakfast time <laughs> because the whole building just smells like, you know, maple syrup. Um, and it, it's really pancakes? great. There's the pancakes. And, um, you know, it, it's so funny that when, when customers do come out to the, to the shop, um, we can't really do tours or anything like that, but I have windows that you can kind of see um, outside on the work floor because, you know, for food safety, you just can't really allow people back on your workroom floor. Yeah, um, I'm right there in the room. Right, but they open the door and they're just, oh my gosh, they said the smell of this place is like heaven, you know? Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I, they're I like, if you could bottle the smell. And I was like, well, we've tried to do a candle before and, and I, I still might go back to a Majesca candle, you never know. The, the candles just don't quite do it justice though, do they? <laughs> It really doesn't because somebody tried it for us and I was like, yeah, it's not it. it just smelled like vanilla. This takes on yeah. a whole different, you know, realm. So that maple brown sugar, those are our four main Majesca flavors that we have. We're sure. always playing around with recipes. We have large companies that request different flavors. Um, right. For instance, QVC, I've done a dark chocolate cherry Majesca. Mm, interesting. Um, Yep, I've done white chocolate strawberry flavor. I am working on a new flavor for them for um, spring season, which is soon. It's a dark chocolate orange creme, oh, which the orange tasty. flavor is really gaining in popularity. So, you know, if a company asks, well, what about butterscotch? Okay, we can, we can you know, work <laughs> with that. And, and we present it to them and it's a yes or a no. And, and when I find a flavor that I love, that's when I add them into my line. Anna, what's your personal favorite? My personal favorite is always going to be the classic. The, the it's always going to be the Majesco. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my go-to piece. Now, uh, to compliment those mouth-watering Majescas, uh, Bowers mm -hmm. Candy also proudly produces a number of additional caramel creations, which simply can't be beat. So Correct. that's, um, you know, for all you folks that are anti-marshmallow, this, this is designed with you in mind here. So why don't you, Anna, give us an overview of your selection of unique caramels? Okay, so like you mentioned, Sam, for the customers who just don't care for the Marshmallow Center, I was like, you know, but they love the caramel, so I'm going to try to give them what they want. So, of course, the original caramel flavor is exactly what's on, you know, the Marshmallow, or, or the Majesca. Sure. So, what we do is, you know, we cook our caramel the same way, and it's poured out onto a cooling table, and then after it cools, then we send it through a cutter, which we used to hand cut. Thank goodness we, I was able to find an old cutting machine. Um, that will cut these into little cubes, you know, squares. 
Right. And of course, each one of those are hand packaged too and hand wrapped. Um, so in the caramel line, we offer the vanilla caramel, which is the original. There we offer go. the sea salt caramel and a new flavor, which of course we are in the bluegrass state. Sure. A, a bourbon sea salt flavored uh, caramel. So you got to throw bourbon in there somewhere. You <laughs> have to throw bourbon in somewhere. And that piece is really, really gaining in popularity. Um, and it's not a very strong bourbon flavor. You know, we tweaked it several times to get it just the right amount of a smooth, you know, creamy flavor of that bourbon. And as you chew it and as it, you know, you'll, you'll taste that for several minutes and you'll get like the high notes of the bourbon flavor. Um, so, you know, it took us a while to get that recipe down pat, right. um, but it, it really is just great, great, great. And of course, you know, I'm always thinking about which bourbon to put in, but you know, bourbon cooks out so fastly that, oh, yeah. you know, I can use any flavor of bourbon. I could, you know, private label for any company, whatever. But um, those are our three best-selling caramel choices. I used to have the chocolate caramel, but um, it it just didn't sell as well. So I kind of gotcha. took that out of the line and, you know, replaced it with other ones. I think I'm going to try to work on the maple brown sugar in a, okay. in a caramel form, but to add a little crunch to that, I thought it would be really cool to um, maybe do some chopped like pretzels in there to give you a little bit of the sweetie salt crunch with the maple flavor. It's really quite tasty. So. Oh, I love chocolate covered pretzels. So kind of along yeah. the same lines there. <laughs> along the same lines. And so, you know, that might be something coming in the next little bit from Bowers. You never Absolutely. know. Absolutely. So keep your eyes open and your ears peeled. We will keep you posted <laughs> yes, on any yes. of those <laughs> new products yeah. that come from uh, Anna and her crew at Bowers Candies. How many, how many employees do you have there, Anna? Just curious. Um, I have about 20 employees that have been with me for several years. I have several of them that have been, gosh, since I moved to the Lawrenceburg facility, been with me 24, 25 years. Um, we are like a, a family. Um, you know, we do, of course, have to hire more people during peak seasons. Sure. And everything, but they have been my core staff. And just, you know, I always tell them, I said, I can't do this without you guys, you know. Um, we're family and, and we are all in this together. And, you know, that's how we treat each other. There you go. And, and if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. That's the perk of having a, a passion like you all have. Now, yeah. um, we couldn't possibly feature Bowers Candy without talking about those one of a kind gift bags and gift boxes, perfect for holidays or birthdays or just to say we care. So Anna, why don't you describe the different types of gift bags and boxes which can be shipped upon request? Okay, so we, we go through some transitions. We have, of course, updated some packaging as we move through the years, but our standard classic gourmet white box has been a box that we've been using for probably 40 years now. Um, oh. Awesome. I don't, I don't mess with that box very much. I, I talked with uh, my son, Mike, one time because we were doing some rebranding and updating of the logo to kind of bring it, you know, into the, a different feel as we progress. Um, and we were like, you know, we created new labels and things for our gift bags. And we talked about the box. And he's like, you know, mom, he goes, I just don't think we need to mess with the box. He goes, let's keep it, you know, because it's part of heritage and I said okay I agree so that box you know we haven't changed it um that is a bestseller but we <laughs> also offer fix it. that's yeah. right we also offer like four ounce gift bags which are great for um say teacher gifts little hostess gifts um if you just want to like say give your postal carrier a little something special during the holidays or whatever that four ounce gift bag seems to fit the price point um, to just say a little thank you, you know, and, and a here's a special treat. Um, and, and then we also have our eight ounce gift bags. We have the eight ounce gift boxes. Um, there are certain, I, I do a, a craft 
little eight ounce craft box that I sell on QVC, which I just love this box. So that's coming into our main line too. Um, I'm not going to just sell it on QVC. I'm going to offer it for my customers as well. Right. Um, and then, you know, it goes up to our one pound box and a two pound box. Um, so, but for our caramels, because those are smaller than the Majesca, it's hard to hand pack those. So those are only offered in bags. Um, we usually have our silver gift bags for the caramels, and they're offered in eight ounce and one pound sizes, um, all the flavors. So, you know, you can, one thing about the Majesca and, and everything is, number one, you can buy it year round. Right. Um, the shipping, even in the, the heat of the summer, I would always advise customers, just like in the winter, if it's sat outside, it's going to be either frozen or it might be hot. So bring sure. it inside, let it cool down or warm up to room temperature and the caramel shouldn't stick. Now with also with everything being handmade, it's all small batches. Every now and then you might get a, you know, a batch of caramel that might be a little bit stickier just right. because of the cooking process, because, you know, you begin your day and your building's cold. And as you cook, you know, our, our building can get a hundred and some degrees. So you know, it warms because, up throughout the day. Right. And so you're always having to adjust your temperatures and things. Um, so, you know, we have really, really hard not to ever let that happen because the Majesca should just peel right off. You know, you just open it up by the wax paper and it just comes right out. Um, you know, but every now and then you might get a little sticky piece. And of course, some people are like, you know, we don't care. We just lick it off, you know? I'm like, yeah, that's the fun part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the fun part. They're like, we don't care, it's caramel. But, exactly. you know, the, the caramel is quite different than other caramels that people might have because it is just such a melt in your mouth creamy smooth thing you know absolutely i also offer on the website or customers who can call in or order on um you know or come to the shop um we sell them in bulk too to to allow the customers to not have to buy the packaging so you can save yourself some money by ordering in bulk which just simply is the individual individual wrap pieces and we place them just in a little candy sack, like a, a little coffee, like bakery sack. Oh, neat. And we can, yeah, we can take several dollars off of the price of a one pound box of candy just because you don't buy the box and you don't, you know, have to pay for the, the wax and the cups that go, go into that packaging process. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a big seller. You know, I always tell customers, I'm like, if you don't need the box, don't buy it, you know? Right. Just, <laughs> Just buy you know, what you need. Just and, buy what you need. So, <laughs> But it's good to know that regardless of, you know, what your people like or how many of them you're trying to feed, <laughs> Anna right. can take care of you. <laughs> right. We do a lot of weddings too. So if, you know, if you've got some brides and grooms out there that, you know, they want to make their guests feel special, we, we put them on like um, – the, their table settings, you know, they'll tell us how many pieces they need. And if they want special packaging, they'll tell us, you know, what they want and I can try to find it for them. Um, so they are great, great gifts for, you know, your, your loved ones, your work, coworkers, you name it. You're, when you give them a Jessica's, you're going to simply be a hit at, at oh, yeah. if you're taking it to a cocktail party or a, a, wherever you go. People are going to be like, oh, my goodness, who brought these Majescos? You'll be yeah. everybody's new best friend. You, you exactly <laughs> will be, yes. And uh, shipping is usually about three to six days, correct? Correct, correct. Just depending on, you know, sometimes when we're not in full peak seasons, then we can um, ship out within a day. Um, and we also ship, during, you know, through the post office. UPS are our primary forms of shipping. Um, and, you know. Sure. Every day, five days a week, you know, we will ship from the store. Absolutely. So it's always going to get there in a timely fashion. And yes. you and your folks are going to love it in an instant. Now, uh, yes. we, um, if we've ever wondered how our favorite goodies are concocted, we can gain this insight through a guided tour of your facility. Mm -hmm. And I know we, uh, we won't be getting in the same room, obviously, but we can look through a window. So right. uh, anyway, why don't you, Anna, give us a synopsis of the Bower Candy tour experience. Okay, so when you, when you first enter the doors of Bower's Candy, um, it used to be an office area. That's where my office was. But as 
the candy company with QVC and things began to get a little bit more popularity, um, my sons were like, you know, Mike or said, Mom, we need to make this a little showroom. So when you first enter, you're going to find um, my mother's desk, my father's pictures. We're going to have some, you know, our newspaper articles and a lot of our old candy equipment, our our candy cooker that we used the day before I left the Mount Eden home to bring, you know, to um, Lawrenceburg is in there. So it's a showroom. It's got a lot of history there, a lot of our, you know, family pictures um, and things like that. Yeah, so, a lot of, of course, nostalgia there. <laughs> a lot of nostalgia. Of course, you're going to be hit with the sweet aromas of this wonderful caramel that's oh, yeah. been no being doubt. made. So then, you know, go out and, you know, on the floor, you're going to see these three great copper kettle cooking machines that are just bubbling full of caramel and the cream and the milk are just, you know, dripping into it to make sure that it's being cooked at just the right temperature. And, and so when back in my dad's time and when we were in Mount Eden, we had these old country crocks, the double, um, oh, double crock heaters or something. So of course I only had two of those, but now that we've got, you know, eight to 10 dippers at one time, I had to figure out a way to keep the caramel warm as you begin to dip it so that those marshmallows, you know, you can dip faster if you've got caramel that's not, you know, getting firm. And so I was like, well, what about a crock pot? So now we, we should keep the crock pot companies in, in stock, that's for sure, because <laughs> we're, we're always buying crock pots. But after the caramel's cooked, we have this, this lift truck because it's going to weigh about 80 pounds between the kettle and the material, the caramel that's inside, and it's a little lift truck, and it it tips the copper kettle forward so that you can pour this caramel into each crock pot. And so then the ladies take those over to their crocks and grab their forks and their marshmallows, and you you take each marshmallow and you kind of throw it in, and you give it a a dunk, and turn it around, and then you bring it out and you put it on the uh, mm. the bakery trays that we have. Of course, each one of those is coated with cocoa butter so that it'll release. And just watching some of the ladies, everybody dips differently. They, uh, myself, they all have their their ways of doing it. Um, they that way they can get their speed down and some of them, when you watch them, you're just like, holy moly, they are fast. You know, they just dip those marshmallows out. When I, when I come out and start dipping, it's always kind of fun in the building because, you know, mine are clearly not as pretty and perfect as theirs are. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, I unfortunately have to take care of the business side. So a lot of times I, I don't dip the candy like they do. And so it, it becomes humorous when they're like, oh, you can tell this is Anna's tray. I'm like, Hey, yes. as long as it tastes good, that's all I care about. That's, Sam, that's exactly what I tell them. I'm like, hey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I say, we're going to wrap it and it's going to taste good. So, and so then, you know, they go through that cooling process and we take them over to the wrapping area. And, you know, the ladies sit down and it's kind of, it's not as, not like the old Lucille Ball thing where the candy's coming down the conveyor belt and Lucy and, and um, oh, what's the name? Shoot, I can't even remember. But, you know, they're trying to keep up. But, right, yeah. And, I don't know much about Lucy except for the uh, the theme song. I know the theme yeah. song. <laughs> so, but she, uh, but some of, the, some of my rappers, my goodness, you, you can't believe how fast their little hands wrap those candies. It's unbelievable because, you know, I always, you know, when we're training a new employee or whatever, I'm like, think about wrapping a Christmas present. You know, you bring the wet wax over and you bring the other side and you cross your corners in and then you put them under. I said, just think about wrapping a Christmas package. Um, because that is the hardest part to learn is the wrapping to make sure that they look like the beautiful little squares that, right. you know, they, they come in packaged. And then, you know, once the candy's, you know, wrapped, then I have a packing department and, you know, those two, I have two that just pretty much do packaging all day. Um, you know, they'll, they'll sit over there and, and they'll package up the boxes. You know, I bring out orders and 
you know, you might have the QVC orders, you'll have William Sonoma orders, you've got Cracker Bear orders we're working on, plus our internet, you know, sales, the call-ins. And so everybody's a little bit different, you know, because you can buy the candy on Amazon diff different places. Right, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> right, so it's same packaging and everything, but, you know, we're, we're trying to utilize all the, you know, the places to get the candy into customers' hands, you know. Absolutely. So, so, you know, their their main job is to make sure that those orders get filled and, and get filled sure. correctly. You Amen. know, we also offer guest or gift wrapping during the holidays or anytime if you want your package gift wrap for your person that you're sending it to. We that's gift a big wrap. stress relief. <laughs> right, right. So, but, you know, that's kind of, you know, it's a very simple yet very unique um, process that happens. It's like, you know, you think caramel marshmallow, but there's just so much love and dedication that goes into to making this Majeska that right. that's what what makes it so special. We don't we don't skimp on any ingredients, purest yeah. precious ingredients that we can. Um, we try to keep our price points fair, you know, so that people can enjoy the Majeskas and send them as gifts and and not break the bank. Right, so, and y'all can yeah. Y'all can see this whole process on a tour. About how long does the tour take, Anna? Um, if I had, if I could do the tours and everything and really take people out on the floor, that's pretty cool. But yeah. um, I could, it's usually 15 to 30 minutes. Okay, not 15 bad. 15 to 30 minutes. And then, you know, then you have the whole marshmallow making, episode, you know, side. Because I have two buildings, one that houses the marshmallow operation and the one that cooks the caramel and does all the hand wrapping and packaging and things. Sure. So you got so, plenty, <laughs> yeah. plenty to see there. And yes. um, the yeah. marshmallows are cool. <laughs> yeah, I agree that they are pretty fascinating. Now, do you recommend that people uh, book these tours in advance? Um, yes, if they're if they've got several people coming or whatever, just kind of let us know, give us a heads up because sometimes during the summer months, if we're not super super busy, I will give the staff. You know, we might not work on a Friday or we might close at two or three instead of 430. So they might want to call just to check out the hours for that day. Yeah. Um, and also on our website, thebowerscandy.com, there's some really cool videos on there that they can open up. One of which was a KET um, special that was aired several years ago. And it has a great, great story you know you can see all the history of it you can see some of the things of course there's some of the QVC airings that I've been on um, there's several videos on there that you can see a little bit more of the process of how the candy is done yeah cool stuff so you can get a little virtual to her so to you speak. can you can get a little virtual <laughs> right there that. online well yeah. Uh, Anna, you've made us all hungry. Uh, my mouth is watering for Majeska as we speak. I know, uh, Sam. You're going to have to uh, tell me where I can ship you some just so you can uh, taste for yourself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure and fill you in. But in the meantime, in 30 seconds or less, why don't you tell us how Bowers Candy will take us back in time while making our taste buds tingle? Well, I would say that for some people who haven't had the Majeskas before, they just don't know they've had them or they might've, you know, when they take a bite, they might say, oh my God, I remember when my grandmother or my granddad used to bring these candies to a certain event and it's gonna flood them with some memories that you will know, just take them back in time. And some who, you know, are new to the Majeska, they're just gonna be, oh my goodness, this is like such a treat, it's not gonna, to your teeth it's going to melt in your mouth but for most people it's going to bring back some fantastic memory of somebody that they've been in contact you know a loved one or whatever um and I, I get emails to that all the time they're like we have to share a story and I love it when people you know send me those those stories of just a step back in time for them yeah, you get a lot of reading material, I'm sure. <laughs> I do, I do. And it, it means the world to us at Bowers. It really does. Oh, absolutely. So step back in time and get a sinful taste. Yes. Eska, that uh, ought to be illegal with all that goodness. So <laughs> 
Well, I'm certainly glad it's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, you and us both. So uh, check them out at BowersCandy.com. They're also on Facebook and Twitter, both at Bowers Candies. So definitely yes. easy to find there. And uh, you can also hit up Anna on email. It's uh, Anna at BowersCandy.com. And uh, well, let's give them that phone number, shall we? All right. It's 502-839-3700. 839 So y'all can order yes. by phone or ask any questions you may have and hook up with Absolutely. Anna that way. So Anna, you've been great. And uh, we'll be looking for you on QBC in the spring with your- All right. Your I've, I've actually got a show scheduled in, in March and I have just been selected, or I should say the brand Bowers Candies. Um, March is- women or woman's month so they're women's featuring okay. yeah they're featuring bowers candies and and myself as the fourth generation owner and female you know female president so that's pretty pretty special too they just they just emailed me that this morning so there you go so yeah so you got that and then blab it in the bluegrass so it's that's right <laughs> anna thank you a lot and we look forward to talking with you again soon all right thank you and you know that I will link you to the Bowers Candy website in my show notes as well. Now, if you'd like to pop in on Anna and her gang at Bowers Candy sometime when you're in the greater Lawrenceburg area, I know they'd be delighted for you to grace them with your presence. You can find them at 1103 Dillon Drive, Lawrenceburg, KY 40341. And while you're there, you can tour the facility, find out how the candy is made. I know you'll find that highly entertaining. Man, I can just taste those magnificent Majescas now. So many great flavors, not a bad one in the pack, and they serve so many great purposes. Like if you're in search of a nice splurge and you're looking to reward yourself, or perhaps you're in the doghouse with your significant other or your boss or a close friend, well, these Majescas are going to be your tickets to redemption and freedom from the doghouse. So snag some today for yourself or that special someone in your life. They also offer gift wrapping, as we discussed. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Anna on the phone, via the website, email, or social media outlets. She and her staff would be thrilled to help you out with anything you need or any questions that you may have. And we sure had a great time talking to Anna today. Be sure and keep an eye out for Miss Anna Bauer on QVC sometime in March. We'll try to let you know, too, when she's going to be on as well so that you can take advantage of her new flavor that she's working on for the QVC special. I believe it was uh, orange creme, something along those lines. So you can't, you can't go wrong. Anything orange <laughs> is fair game in my book. So we'll keep you posted on that and let you know when to be watching QVC next month. And we sure appreciate you joining us today. Now, before we wrap this thing up, we do have the long-awaited answer to this week's spring-themed Bluegrass Brain Buster. It was centered around trees. I know a lot of you are ready for warmer weather, and you are glad to see the snow melt that we got over the past week and a half thereabouts, if you want to count the ice. But anyway... The uh, current state tree, as most of you know, is the tulip poplar and has been since 1976. But I wanted to know, what was Kentucky's original state tree? And your answer, it was the coffee tree. Yes, indeed. Kentucky's official state tree was the coffee tree up until 1976 when the change was made to the tulip poplar. And it has been the tulip poplar ever since. So for the past, well, almost 35 years, because here we are in 2021. So the state's official tree up until 1976, the first one was the coffee tree. And we sure appreciate you tuning in to this episode and every episode of Labbing in the Bluegrass. Pass along your suggestions for future directions, future guests of the program. I plan on being at this for the long haul, so don't be shy about any kind of comments or feedback that you may have for me. It's bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, or there's the Facebook page. Search Blabbing in the Bluegrass on FB. It'll take you right to me. 
and you can uh, catch up on previous episodes, see updates as they are presented, leave messages, make comments, and communicate with me on that end as well. So next week, more big fun headed your way, but it won't be as much fun without you. So come on back, and in the meantime, keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.